Ladies and gents, you're listening to Beam Me Up Scotty, starring Kenny Scott Guffey, Brian Labuda, and Dawson Maiman, with Zach Bradley, that's me, and Trevor Lesseur. Right, guys introduce yourselves to the listeners hello i'm elliot the tech of acg paranormal and i'm natalie the leader of acg paranormal i love it you got a woman in charge love it as a girl dad <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> always pushing for that so how long have you guys been in the business i've been doing this for about eight years nat's been doing it for about 15 Oh, wow. You got started a long time ago, Nat. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always had an interest in ever since I was a kid. And every year, it just got more and more of a, you know, kind of an obsession at one point. And now I'm just like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So that's why I started the team. Yeah, I think it's really cool what you guys do. And I think, I know, like, uh, when I first met Elliot, that was how we got on the, we actually became friends, I think, through that was, um, I let him hear that uh, EVP that Brian and I picked up uh, just when we were recording a segment uh, last season, and I sent it to you guys. So that, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that I don't believe in the paranormal. I think if you... Um, if you are a believer of any sort of, you know, anything greater than yourself, you know, I think that you kind of have to be a believer at some, just in some respect, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, basically. Because, you know, I mean, there, there's more to the universe than just you, right? <laughs> and I know some people don't understand <laughs> that, but, you know. Um, so... Talk about maybe some of the more interesting um, investigations that you guys have done. Well, we're going to be coming out with a video of Indiana State, which is somewhere that has just been crazy when we went there and we're going back twice within the next month. So there was just disembodied voices all over the entire facility. It was just ridiculous how much... Well, it was mostly in the nurse's station where, like, at the nursing home where it was, like, they were down every hallway. But every building had some sort of experience. Like, at one point, I went back to our base, where, which was uh, in admins, which is one of the buildings, and he saw a green light. It looked like a green flashlight was coming down the hallway. And he thought it was us... And it wasn't us because we were all still at the nursing home. So we experienced some stuff at admins. But then when nursing home, like, we were, like, just all in shock, like, how much was going on there. So to be (laughs) a little clearer, this facility is three buildings. Oh, okay. The main part of it is three buildings. There's eight buildings on the property. Mm -hmm. Just roughly yeah, the, oh, wow. but the, the main uh, facility, there might be more than eight. He said there's a ton in the, in the woods and the stuff. Owner, and discovering the, more. The owner, Greg, really cool guy. He's awesome. Um, yeah, he keeps, you know, uh, cleaning out these buildings and letting, you know, people investigate there. So when we were there the first time, which was back in July, uh, I believe there was four buildings and the commercial building, which you get to stay in. Um, so five total, but we even were experiencing stuff, at least me personally in the commercial building 
and I believe that's where the children's ward used to be. So when we were going to sleep, I actually heard a sounded like a like a teenage-ish girl, maybe ten or eleven, um, w- like whisper in my ear, "Thank you." So, and then I actually talked to another investigator that went there about a month after we did, and the same room that me and Elle stayed in. She wound up having some experiences in that room as well. So I didn't even tell her what room we were in. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was in this room. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of ironic because uh, we were in that room, too. <laughs> right. At the place when we were in the hospital part, the mental ward part, on the first floor, we heard a man and a woman talking. So we thought there might be people in there with us. So we swept the building floor by floor because every time we would go up a floor, We'd hear footsteps on the floor above us, like someone was walking up there. We went all the way to the roof, and there was no one up there. No it's one. a five-story building. There's no way someone got off that roof. So mm-hmm. that place was just amazing, and I can't yeah. wait to go back there. Yeah, I said I've been doing this for 15 years, and Indiana State was definitely one of the most active places I've ever gone to. Um, Elliot, I think, would have to say the same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we have, we've had so many crazy experiences at different places. We have, actually, we have some spirits that live in our garage, because I tell them you can hang out in there, and we have communicated with them before. There's a kid in there that, um, I, my favorite question to ask is, what's your favorite food? Because I love food. I can relate on that topic. And he said french fries and then i'm like you know what let's go let's go a little more on the food subject what's your favorite drink and he said floaty so the Mm. next time we went out there we brought french fries and root beer floats oh that was really nice of you that's awesome (laughs) and i drew one for him that i left out there i think the ants enjoyed it more than he did but (laughs) yeah yeah well we did talk to him the other night and we did hear you came through again and he said ice cream (laughs) so i think he's just like expecting like snacks every time we go in there now which is you know if we have them on us we'll bring them in (laughs) typical kid though i know my uh my three-year-old does the same thing you know (laughs) it's just it's all about the food right but uh you guys went to europe too didn't you Yes. Well, we went to the UK and Ireland, and oh boy, yeah, yeah. That, that's just <laughs> that's a completely different monster than over here. There, there's just energy. Very, Every building is historic. Yeah, ancient. Um, when we were in the UK, I personally was having some experiences. Elliot, I don't think experienced anything until we got to Wales, and. We stayed in an old manor, and I actually just Googled it the other day, and I guess it's closed back down to the public. They only opened it for a little bit, I want to say for about four or five years, and when we were there was the year that they were opening it for a hotel, and then since then, it's shut back down. Hmm. But when we were there, we had this awesome, uh, what was he, like our bartender, doorman, he was he yeah. everything that he, he, he did was, everything. He was, he was everything. the only other person there, though. And we uh, <laughs> usually brought us into town, and he was a cool guy. And um, but when we came back from in town, like we, it was probably about ten p.m. And you know, we went inside. He's passed out on the couch, and I'm right away. I'm like, I'm gonna go explore. Um, so we went exploring, and there was one point in the night where I found a spiral staircase that led up to the third floor and as i was going up the staircase the last like step that we stepped on um there was a door diagonal from us and maybe about 10 feet from us wound up slamming shut and locking itself even though he was still on the first floor sleeping yeah no i'm I'm out on that (laughs) (laughs) so uh went to cashel in ireland cashel and when we were staying there this entire time we had been backpacking, so I was, like, dead tired at night. And one of my rules is ghosts do not wake me up. I don't like being woken up. In the middle of the night, Nat's like, hey, it's like, did the door the door slammed. The bathroom okay. door slammed. I'm, like, having some crazy dreams. I wake up, Elliot, and Elliot's just like, no, 
not now. Yeah, sleep it's not ghost time, time. <laughs> it's sleep time. <laughs> and I'm like trying to, like I turn the light on, I'm trying to tell him what's happening, and he's like, no, no, I'm not having it. But while I was like describing what was happening, something, it looked like something sat on the end of our bed. Like a big dent just went on the end of the bed and you could feel it. Elliot hmm. was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the mattress, it's like old or something. <laughs> like it's a spring mattress. I don't know, go to sleep. And then I was like, oh, okay. And as like he was saying that our sheets got pulled from us, like just like someone was yanking them off of us, like towards the end of the bed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did uh. you see that one? And he was just like, okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. <laughs> I'm like that too with with certain things. Like, I, I guess I'm a kind of a mix between Mulder and Scully. I'm like, okay, there's a logical explanation. Maybe it's a ghost. You know, I'm like a, a nice mix. <laughs> well, the next day we actually went to a local grocery store. I mean, this grocery store was maybe four aisles. Like, it was very tiny. It had like your bread, eggs milk you know there's the a perfect basis. grocery store <laughs> right to think about what you needed yeah maybe two <laughs> brand cereal um, but when we were ringing out like at the register the cashier lady she was like i was pointing like what what because i heard was hearing yeah, banging. banging upstairs like and it sounded like someone was running back and forth and i mean this building was kind of like one of those buildings that like could be an apartment on top right um, she was like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, no one lives up there. And I'm just like, oh, she, she was like, yeah, that, that's the ghost, and I won't close here anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I guess the ghost, like, moves things and bangs around upstairs. Well, I guess one day when she was packing up, she saw something towards the back room that she didn't want to see, and she's like, I will not. I will not close here. She's like, you'll only see me here during the daytime. Once the sun goes down, I'm not here. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It was kind of nice being in Ireland, though, because everybody there. It's just like a hot spot. Every- yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, ghosts. You know, and that's kind of what inspired me to get into the, the whole ghost thing was um, my grandparents, both Irish descents, and they, uh, they were both growing up very much about ghosts and ghost stories especially my grandpa like his dad was all into it you know so it was kind of like like hanging out with my grandparents literally within like a whole country (laughs) right yeah completely what's halloween looking like for you guys what was that what's halloween looking like for you guys oh Oh, man so the (laughs) night before we have an investigation (laughs) oh I'm not in charge of like memory. <laughs> I don't. I, I go where she points me to go. Okay, so here we go. Listen, uh-huh. listen. That will save you many headaches in life. Trust me, because I've noticed when I listen to my wife, she's she's she is always right, man. So I mean, just remember <laughs> the phone, I'm, put it in the GPS, and I'll go. That's fine. I'm definitely better with dates, even like locations. Like when we were going to Ohio. Uh, the night that we were leaving, he was like, so, uh, so where are we going? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, I, uh, the 29th, we do have a, um, Haunted Mansion Halloween investigation at a old mansion in Jerseyville, Illinois. So that's kind of our, I didn't really want to do an investigation on Halloween night. Right. Um, you know, just because it's on a Sunday night at this year and that's no fun right it's just not (laughs) it's not when the party's happening so that's that's our next uh team investigation and then after that we have a couple collaboration investigations one with blood moon paranormal at eloise asylum in michigan Mm -hmm. and then the week after that we're actually going back to indiana state for another what is it 16 hour investigation yeah um which is also with blood moon paranormal (laughs) and then i'm driving to ohio the next night yeah and then we're going to fairfield infirmary haunted nights haunted nights so i would say you guys are pretty booked through the end of the year right yes yeah and then elliot's birthday is in december and i'm like what do you want to do for your birthday and we're talking about an investigation right of course (laughs) sleep instead (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's awesome. So uh, December birthdays are cool because it's like you probably just got gifts for both Christmas and your birthday, I would imagine. Most people with their yeah. birthdays. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> but uh, but no, that's cool. So your book through the end of the year. And um, so, yeah, that's that's great that you are pursuing your passion and you like are you're actually getting to do it not only like you know here and there but it's you're doing it pretty regularly and a very steady pace too so that's great we just are like you know life's too short to not do what we want to do exactly. yeah so we're yeah. just like we're gonna just do this we had a, we had a lot of hobbies before and we kind of narrowed it down to like just ghost hunting for the most part we used to do cosplay archery i mean we still all sorts of stuff we still like, do but it's very <laughs> yeah it's very limited like we should yeah. cosplay maybe once a year but you know with covid and everything being like shut down it's been a little hard to go to conventions lately um thankfully like we're finally starting to get back out there right yeah um the whole ghost thing it's definitely i feel for me it's my number one passion like that's always been the topic that i kind of click with people with and i love <laughs> tech so like it works out i love messing with gadgets and building things so oh yeah like, that's i a used fun to be thing. a hairstylist and um I, I was supposed to be like promoting hair products but instead i was like so yeah ghosts <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, I met some pretty, pretty cool people. I met um, the owner of the Soto house. Well, I don't know if he's still the owner, but in Galena, he was really cool. You know, I, I had people show me pictures of their ghosts that they've captured on their phone cameras. So it was kind of cool, like connecting with people. And then after everything happened and being stuck inside for almost a year, I'm like, you know what, now is the time to go and I feel like really branch out there. Cause like up until now, um, I, you know, we kind of like, we would talk about ghosts with people. We would kind of talk with it. About, we really public with it. Yeah. So like much. local people, but we had tons of videos of our own stuff on our phones. We just didn't like, I don't know. I didn't realize that there were other as huge of a community and, like, so many cool people that will want to sit down and talk about yeah. ghosts with you. Yeah. We thought, okay, we're weirdos. We like talking about ghosts. We'll mention it sometimes to people because, like, I mean, don't want to freak everyone out. I think, right. like, my family kind of got, you know, tired of, like, me showing them <laughs> ghost videos every holiday. You know, like, hey, guys, <laughs> like, look what I got. Hey, that keeps Thanksgiving interesting, though, okay? I mean, it, <laughs> it keeps the conversation away from religion and politics, which is the goal, right? Because those exactly. are two, two divisive subjects. So, look, everybody can unite on ghosts. Either you're a believer or a non-believer, and nothing will change your mind either way, right? So, you know, I mean, I, I personally, you know, I, again, I, I'm not a, I like to say I'm not a non-believer, you know, um, I, I try to always be rational, um, and think of, you know, like there's a logical explanation for it. Right. But again, uh, would I stay a night in the Amityville house? No. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep in both these places. <laughs> I've slept in so many piles of dust that it was very questionable. Yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have slept <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it gives you those cool stories though, like right now. I mean, like there's there's probably there's probably like a, a aspiring ghost hunter who's listening to you guys right now and is like, Hey, that's Whoa. awesome. You know Go do it. Go do it. If you're listening right now, go do it. Just just Go to the graveyard and just a tape recorder or your phone. You can use your phone. Just record voice on your phone and see if you can catch anything. You don't need fancy equipment. You don't need a million-dollar camera. If you have a cell phone, you get a great camera probably. That's what I did for many, many years. And they work and wonderful, and we've had so much amazing evidence from it. I, I've actually caught some of my best EVPs with my, you know, you turn your phone on airplane mode so you don't get any, you know, messages or whatever and you turn it on airplane mode and start rolling on your phone if you can and like i yeah some of my best evps are with my phone but yeah for years i was actually a skeptic and that's 
really how I got into this more is she would have these gadgets and I'd be like, no, 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 that's not real. That's like a, that's a plane in the background or something. And I'm right, like, I'm going to yeah. open all of these devices, look at them, tweak them, remove antennas, remove anything that I think could be causing interference, and then they won't work. And then over time, they worked. And I'm like, well, I guess I guess there's nothing I can say now because I'm the one that took it apart and <laughs> there was no interference. You know, and, and like, so this episode is going to air the night before. I think the night before Halloween. Yeah, the twenty, the twenty ninth. Okay, so this is going to be for the Halloween episode. Um, do you have like any Halloween experiences, maybe like that you've had on Halloween before? Because I know you guys got this coming up, right, for Halloween. But have you had any um, previous investigations or experiences on Halloween in years past? You know what? No. I- you know, so I have friends that uh, worked in graveyards, and I know Halloween is the most annoying time of the year for them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually try not to do investigations and stuff on Halloween just because there's so many people out causing problems already. The police don't need to call of, oh, there's people with a radio in a graveyard making weird noises. Like, they Exactly. <laughs> Avoid, avoid bothering people on Halloween. I do remember one time when I, I, was, I was about 18, I did go to a place called Bachelor's Grove, which is considered um, like one of the most haunted cemeteries in Illinois. Some people say in the United States. But I remember I went there on Halloween and, you know, there was other people in the cemetery. I think we were all trying to, you know, get spooked, but... um didn't really feel much throughout the whole night and then we we were looking for one particular headstone and that headstone had a famous picture of a a woman that's it's actually one of the most famous i think yeah lady in white photos out there Mm -hmm. and um i was we were looking for the headstone looking for the headstone and at this time like bachelor's grove wasn't as well kept as it is now you know a lot of vandalizing uh overgrown weeds grass and right then i like right when we were about to go and give up and be like okay it's time to go home i felt a like cold breeze go right past me and like yes it was october but it was like it was like something you know went past me like i felt like a little gust of wind and um just on one side of my body and i was like did anybody else like feel that and they're like no and right when i looked down like and followed like where the gust went um there was the headstone that we were looking for so oh, wow that was kind of a interesting time but yeah we we don't really i feel like we don't really do too much on halloween just because yeah there's so many people out you go to any cemetery there's gonna be people there um normally we do yeah investigations either the weeks before or we kind of just take halloween and the day after halloween to kind of just be i guess respectful of the dead and like we don't really do i guess too much spooky stuff on halloween night we kind of like uh we do like to go and uh we do like to go look at the houses that people decorate because we're like a big fan of like uh like decorations vintage halloween is like one of our favorite you know like all the old like 1970s 60s 50s vintage Halloween decorations. They're like handmade stuff. Yeah, handmade stuff is awesome. So anything that's like the houses that are all decorated, we'll drive around the neighborhood, you know, we'll go to the town over and we'll just enjoy the houses. Yeah. I guess we've uh, hit the old people stage in life. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I like the best of both worlds too. I get it. I I totally do. Like I like to take Delilah, you know, trick-or-treating for like an hour or so and then come back home and then hand out candy too. You know, that way we get the, you know, the whole experience. Right. And I love it. I love Halloween and it's, it's my favorite holiday. I would say, uh, Halloween and new year's Eve are my two favorite holidays. I just love them. And, uh, you know, they get to come right there at the end of the year together, you know? And, uh, 
So, yeah, whatever you do on Halloween, as long as you're having fun. And this year, I'm excited because trick-or-treat night is actually Saturday. And Halloween is officially on Sunday. So I kind of feel like we get two days of Halloween, you know, this year. So I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) We could always use more Halloweens. Halloween is great. Nothing is expected of you. You don't have to go visit your family. You don't have to bring anybody presents. You don't have to be anywhere or do anything. You can just... Exactly. to people and make them happy. And you know, and the reason too, I think, why Halloween resonates with so many people is because when you're a kid, you can dress up as whoever you want, right? You can, you can be anybody you want on that one night and you can go out and you can get candy. Come home and you eat all the candy and, you know, you go to bed and, and, and you you have that memory, right? And then as you grow up, when you're a parent, you know, you can take your kid trick-or-treating and you can still dress up. I mean, it's just, it's universal. It's it's a beloved holiday by kids and adults, I think. And especially for people who, you know, maybe feel a little bit different normally throughout the year. Like maybe they feel like they don't fit in. Well, Halloween's like the one night of the year where <laughs> you can be whoever you want to be, right? And yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's got that magic to it. Costumes and masks. They're so cool. I've always loved them since I was a kid. And every Halloween, we would bring out the costume trunk. And it was just like a box, huge box full of masks and different costumes. And it it is always like one of the best things of the year. Love that. I do do remember that I think it was like four years ago. Um, It was around like, yeah, October, September. And I went to the grocery store and I'm like wearing, you know, my all black, um, attire. And this lady just looks at me and she's like, Oh yeah, that's right. It's, it's Halloween time. And I'm like, yeah, sure lady. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have any last words you would like to leave the listeners with? Um, you know, just if you are going to go searching for ghosts, Make sure you do it respectfully. Always um, go with kindness. Go with kindness. Go with understanding. Do not yell at the ghosts. A lot of times, spirits are, in my opinion, trapped souls. They're sad. They're confused. Um, they're not there for your entertainment. They're there to communicate with them. You know, we when we go places, we just want to sit down and talk like we are right now. Yeah. Just sit and talk like you're talking to your grandma or your best friend, you know. So, it, and you know, you can be spooky. You can have a fun spooky time, but uh, you know, just do it respectfully. And you know, every every investigation is like another adventure. It's another, you know, if you can learn something from spirit, you're learning about history. So you know, take that as a gift. So. That's what I got to say about that. Elliot, you got anything? My main thing is go with kindness and understanding because not just with the paranormal, just in general in life. Dude, what's up? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? I'm good. Getting ready for Halloween. Um, you know, like trick or treat night is Saturday because Halloween falls on a Sunday this year. Do they do that up there? Uh, no. Usually, just whatever day Halloween is on is what they do. <laughs> right? Yeah. I. You know, when I was a kid, I always thought that was lame. I was like, you know, I don't want to trick or treat the day before Halloween. But as an adult, yeah, I'm right. like, right? Yeah, exactly. But as an adult, I'm like, oh, we get two days of Halloween. Okay. <laughs> so now I got a question. Do you call it Mischief Night or Devil's Night? You know, um, we've where I'm from, we've never really called it either. But I have more heard Mischief Night. Um, just in passing, I guess, than Devil's Night. What do you call it? We call it Mischief Night, but I was, I, my friend was, I just visited my friend up in Syracuse and he said that 
New York is like one of the only places that call it like Mischief Night or something like that. Really? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Everywhere else it's called Devil's Night or something like that or All Hallows Eve. Right. Um what what about um Sam Hain? What uh, is that like I mean the word uh, the the verbiage isn't that what it was originally called or am I completely wrong with that? Uh I'm not sure. I know I was reading something about the history of Halloween, but it's not in my head anymore. <laughs> we're we're such good talking heads on the subject. We really are. <laughs> right? I just remember. Like, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I just remember in Halloween too, Michael Myers writes Sam Hain on the uh, chalkboard at the school. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Is it that one? Is the second one? I think where he does that. I, I, think? I don't know because I mean, so the hot. Ho- as you know, the third one's like my favorite Halloween. Yes, I do. It's just, because, <laughs> it's just because it's a mind fucked for everyone who's like, oh yeah, another, let's go see Michael Myers, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and you know something too, with the third Halloween, you know, of course you, you know, um, but I'm not sure who, you know, if any of the listeners know, but the plan was to do a different plot, a different film every like year, right? You were going to, yeah. I think, I think Halloween four was originally going to be a ghost story. But Halloween 3 had been not really uh, as well received as they wanted it to be. And so they brought Michael Myers back for Halloween 4. That's why it's called The Return of Michael Myers. I would have loved to have seen a different, like an anthology Halloween series. I think that would have been really great. I think think if they did that with the second one, if the second one was a different movie, it would have either tanked and died right there or it would have... Like kept going with that kind of like oh well each one is going to be a different movie each one's going to be different and can you imagine if they had done that right where each one of them was a different story um, yeah they wouldn't have needed to retcon anything when they did no. you know H two O or when they did you know the most recent Halloween twenty eighteen they wouldn't have had to retcon anything it would just been like yeah, oh okay base- <laughs> you know and basically you would have a never never ending franchise on your head ends because it would every movie would be different absolutely like i don't understand why we haven't um gotten back to that i guess the idea because there's like i get it you know michael myers is synonymous with halloween i get it but yet there there are so many more avenues you can explore when it comes to halloween you know and so i'm all for it if they want to you know after this uh trilogy that they're wrapping up next year with halloween ends you know if they want to branch mm-hmm. out and you know do some different types of stories i'm all for it you know so yeah what is uh Me? besides halloween three what's your favorite movie to watch for halloween oh god uh i just watched evil dead i love evil dead oh that's a Night good one creeps uh messiah of evil Messiah of Evil is great. Have you ever heard of it? God, I love I Messiah of Evil. Yeah, that was actually one of the. I don't know if you remember. I think that was one of the first movies we talked about. Um, I don't know if we talked yeah. about it on the show, but we talked about it at least. I think you know, just you know, messaging back and forth. I love Messiah of Evil. I don't know why it is oh, so yeah. underrated. Like nobody knows what it is. Please check it it's out. Really, it's <laughs> really atmospheric and it is. Uh, Gloria Katz did like they went on to make. Um, What's it called? American Graffiti right after that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's – you know, I got that movie in one of those cheap sets with like 20 movies for yeah. like five bucks or something, right? Yeah. And it it did actually have some – a decent selection on it. Like, I mean, of course there were some that were just terrible, but it had some that really stood out, and Messiah of Evil was oh, one yeah. of them. I'm like, heck yeah, this movie's great. I remember, like I remember, you said, it's so atmospheric, yeah, right? Creep me out. Yeah, like I remember watching it and just like that opening where the guy gets his throat slit. I was like, I was like, oh my god! I'm like, this is like awesome so far. The one, just, like the music and the yes, of it was, like the, so it alluring is for like an early '70s movie for sure. And like the one scene I remember is where they're in the movie theater. I think that's that's in the oh, film, yeah. right? Yeah, I remember that. That like when I think about the movie, that's what's standing out to me right now is that, but. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an intense film. It's great. I think that, you know, yeah. like I said, if you haven't seen Messiah of Evil, please check it out. And, um, you know, you mentioned Night of the Creeps. 
I'm ashamed to say I've never actually watched Night of the Creeps. I have just really yeah. always had this fascination with it, but never watched it. Like the 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 old VHS uh, cover art mm-hmm. and the posters yeah. and whatnot, it draws me in. But for some reason, I've always felt like, well, if I watch it, I'm may I may not like it as much as what I see. Is is that's so stupid, right? But that's just how I feel no. about that film. So the old VHS cover art lives up to it exactly. Oh yeah! Like what you see is what you expect. I love like, that. It, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I, I've put, I've even put off buying it. Like, I mean, because I've been trying to expand my digital collection. Because you know, I, you know, I'm not really a fan of the whole digital thing. But yeah, as that is the way that everything is going, you know, I'm trying to at least expand that collection a bit. Not that I'm getting rid of my hard copies at all. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. uh, physical media is, is life for me. So um not getting rid of that, but I'm still trying to expand it. And, you know, I've passed up buying it numerous times. Um, You know, just, just seeing it on voodoo or wherever. And I'm yeah. like, eh, I should buy it. And I'm like, maybe not. But anyway, what are you guys buy doing it. for Halloween? You need to buy it. I what should. am I doing for Halloween? Yeah. I have no clue. Uh, Emily's working. Uh, we did go pumpkin picking the other day. Emily had never been pumpkin picking per se. Oh yeah, it's fun. So we did that. You know, we we rode the the hay ride out to the pumpkin patch by ourselves. There's no one else on the hay ride with us, which was kind of cool. That's awesome. You yeah. never get and that here. Did, <laughs> yeah, we picked two pumpkins and then we carved them, and now they're sitting out on my porch. <laughs> See, that's what I was going to ask: was did you carve them or did you paint them? Some people just paint them. Yeah, well, painting them, they stay longer, but I like the whole, like, lighting them up, you know? Exactly, I do too, and my thing is, okay, I'm one of those, like, complete douchebags when it comes to, like, (laughs) carving your jack-o'-lantern, okay? I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, look, you cannot do it until, like, a certain day, because it will rot before Halloween, and then it's gonna just look stupid, right? And, I mean, I'm constantly, I'm that person, I'm like, you know... We've got our pumpkins out there. You know what? I still haven't carved it yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, you know, for like yeah, Friday you know, night. Like, like when I was little, we used to do it like a day or two before Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I know that people used to do it like on Halloween. Right? Which, but you know. Yeah, like. like go yeah, ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. You first. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to like whenever I watch like, like I think in the movie Halloween, they're carving it on Halloween night, aren't they? You know what? Why I, why I had you go on because that's exactly what I was gonna say. Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> is carving that jack o' lantern on Halloween. Okay, and right. you know I always thought like whenever I watched that movie, right? Because you know we watch it every Halloween. Um, <laughs> Tommy Doyle says, um, "What about the comic books?" Right? And she says, "After the movie, what about the jack o' lantern?" She says, "After the comic books," and he says, "What about the boogeyman?" You know, yeah. and then I would have been like, after the jack-o'-lantern, Tommy. <laughs> like, yeah, right? <laughs> you know, I, I always say that when I watch it. I'm like, it's after the jack-o'-lantern. But it's, um, so, it's so weird because, like, it doesn't line up. Like, so basically, like, it's nighttime out there. Mm-hmm. But none of the kids are trick-or-treating. And right? they haven't even carved their fucking pumpkin yet. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, you better get going. Like... I agree. (laughs) I agree, but also too, like okay, like I'm when when Lori is sitting and she's waiting for Annie to pick her up, right? She sees some kids trick or treating, right? They've like just gotten out of school. They're trick or treating. I'm like, geez, how early do they start trick or treating? Because here, there's like a specific time. You got like a designated like trick or treats from like six to nine, and that's it. You know? Yeah. And, uh, when, I, when I was younger, it was like, you know, like after dinner, you would eat dinner and then you would go out trick-or-treating. Yeah. You know, like you didn't, you didn't go right after school. Right. You know, you waited until it was dark out and there was like tons of kids. Like, Oh yeah. You know, it was cool though. It was so cool when we were kids. It's not cool anymore. Like when, like I take Delilah to those like events that they have where they hand out candy in town and whatnot, but it's not the same. Like some people just take their kids to that and that's it. I'm not that person. I'm like, no, we're going door to door, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, that was kind of part of the fun was going door, door to door with your friends and like, 
getting as much candy as you want in your little sack. Yep. And like seeing all the Halloween decorations and everyone else's like Halloween costumes. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It had a certain magic to it that is kind of mm-hmm. gone now, but you know, either and, way. Like, there's, yeah. No, I was there's just gonna, like, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> we got to stop doing that. <laughs> I know. So, so, like, a big thing that they still do here is that trunk or treat bullshit. Yeah, that's what they do here. And, I mean, and yeah. Like, I, t- I guess it's, like, cute for, like, oh, we're postponed, like, we're yeah. postponing because it was raining on Halloween or something like that. Oh, do they do it after there? Uh, well, now, like, a lot of, like, parents are like, let's do trunk or treating. And it's like, no, yeah. shut the fuck up. And, like, right. people like my age. You know, I'm like, what is your like dilemma with like kids going house to house? Like, it's so weird. I know, like, um, but no, they do that here too. And yeah, I'll take Delilah to low sometimes just because just for something to do, right? Yeah. But I, but I'm not going to forego actual trick or treating. You know, we're still going door to door. You know, for like an hour or so because I want to come home and hand out candy and get like the best of both worlds, right? I want like the whole oh, Halloween yeah. experience. You know, I want the premium package. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I, live, I kind of, I kind, it kind of sucks that I don't get any trick or treaters because, like, you know, I live on like a main street, like a main street, like, right, of a small town. So all the buildings are apartment buildings. So you have the store underneath it, and then you have the apartments above the stores, like two or three apartments above. Right. So you know you can't do trick or treating in town. There's suburbs like surrounding me, so all the kids go there. Right. Yeah, I bet that, yeah, it does suck, right? Jeez. Yeah. Have you thought about, like, tossing candy from your window? (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) Because the the kids don't walk around here. They don't at all. That that sucks. They don't at all. That's terrible. And, like, I mean, like, you would think that, like, maybe the businesses would, because, like, right across from me is a, uh, there's a hair, there's three salons. Mm -hmm. There's the ice cream place, there's a eyebrow threading place some lawyers offices there's a psychiatrist office a couple of restaurants so you would think that those people would like decorate their buildings and like make like a kind of creepy main street thing right no it's like my main street is like vanilla as fuck it's just like <laughs> like it's but you know christmas happens and it's like santa claus took a shit on the place you know oh my god like don't even get no like look these people these people who are starting the decorating for Christmas, I'm talking like in August, like y'all need to like slow down, okay? Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's like, it's like, come on, like, let's let it breathe. I like Christmas. I love the shit out of Christmas. Everybody loves but Christmas. Anybody who says they don't yeah. is lying, right? I get it. Like, everybody likes Christmas. It's it's yeah. it's it's a holiday that we all kind of, you know, and the thing is, you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be Jewish. You don't have to, no you way. know. You know, and, and here's the thing, too, you know, and I, maybe we'll talk about this more at Christmas time, but I've never been offended by somebody saying happy holidays to me. Um, oh, no, me neither. And I... I you know, I may get a lot of hate for it, but I've always kind of said, you know, happy holidays because I don't know what religion somebody is, right? And and I'm yeah. not worried about offending them. I just want to like um, – I, w- I just want to like cover all the bases, you know, like yeah. when – You know, you know yeah, it's, it's just it's all covered in one, one like, you know, swipe. It's like happy holidays, you know? Yeah, right? And so it's not like you're, you're saying like happy Kwanzaa to someone who's right. Christmas, but like – like, yeah, like Emily, because she works in, like, you know, a restaurant, like, people would come in and she would go, happy holidays, and they would be like, you mean Merry Christmas? And it's like, what the fuck's your problem? Like, <laughs> you mean Merry Christmas? Did I stutter? What? <laughs> Jen, uh, she said, she, she's not even Jewish, but she said that she's going to start saying, like, actually, it's it's Hanukkah for me. Just, like, kind of, like, get the person to think a little bit that, like, you know, like, yeah, you're right. It's Christmas. It's also... They don't know she's not Jewish. other holidays, and everyone celebrates something different. It's not just Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They don't know she's not Jewish. She can be... You know yeah. what? She could She could even decide to convert to Judaism. You know what? I mean, seriously, boom, yeah. she's Jewish. You can do that. <laughs> you can convert if you want. <laughs> So, I've kept you too long. I am going to bounce off of here. Uh, do you want to tell the listeners happy Halloween? 
happy Halloween, everybody. I hope you have fun. <laughs> what is going on, my favorite friends? And this is Dawson bringing back Bring Me Up Scotty, the podcast. Ha 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 ha. Tis the season to be spooky, guys. I want everybody to know. But next week starts November, which brings me my second favorite season or season holiday, which is Thanksgiving. Uh, I do freaky shit for some dressing or stuffing, whatever you call it, where you're from. Anyways, um, so for this season, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Uh as most of you know, if you listen, I took a promotion back during the summer. Um, it's going great. It's going really great. I'm actually going to be interviewing for another position, another promotion next week or the following week. Uh, and again, for those of, those of you who don't know, I sell beer for a living. I sell the good beer. So if you drink beer, you know what it is. We appreciate you. We love you. Keep it on. Keep it up. Stay drunk. Yeehaw. Um, so, uh, as you can tell, I've got the mind of a freaking squirrel. So, uh, like I said, I'm going to change it up this, this season and I am gonna occasionally be talking about movies I watch. So with all this new, with all these new projects I have going on at work, this and that, I don't have really a lot of time to, you know, just sit down and enjoy a movie or enjoy several movies. Like I used to be able to sit down and binge watch, you know, like two or three movies in the afternoon whenever I got off of work, but now I'm just so damn tired. I can't even start a movie. I mean, it's work, spend time with the kid, cook or eat dinner, and maybe watch a little bit of TV. But, I mean, I'm just and, – and I play a little Xbox as well, but I'm just tired. Shit. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. But anyways, um, so nothing is really – interestingly been going on in my life i mean i think i forgot how to speak on the you know being recorded like as you can tell i'm just all over the place um oh yeah i turned 26 saturday that's cool day before halloween i'm just kind of sad my mom couldn't be a real one and hold out until uh halloween to have me on my favorite holiday but it is what it is right that's what they tell me um (laughs) So I'm just being annoying, I guess. I'm sleep-deprived. I'm exhausted. It's been a really big day at work. Um, we had some guys from AB, which is Anheuser-Busch, our wholesale supplier, and, um, you know, they were supposed to visit nine of my accounts that I've been working on the last two weeks, two or three weeks. They visited three. So we've put in blood, sweat, Tears will come later, but we've put all of that hard work into nine specific accounts, and they only show up to three. So it's been a headache. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been hard. But um, it's finally all over. You know, we got an amazing review. We killed it. It was awesome. Um, but like I said, I don't really have anything interesting going on in my life. Other. Oh, you know what happened today? I forgot. So um, I sell in Monroe, my hometown, and I have a couple of stores on the ghetto side, like in the ghetto, not on the ghetto side because there is a specific side of town that is the ghetto, but uh, one area of town that's like in the middle of Monroe, I have a two or three accounts in. Um, I was at one store this morning, and I walked out, and this random crackhead was like, hey, man, uh... Where'd you get your watch? And I've got an Apple Watch. And I was like, oh, I've got it for Christmas last year. This dude proceeds to say, Oh, must be nice to get one of those Apple Watches for Christmas. And I looked at I like looked around and looked at him and I'm like, Yeah, dude, it's super nice. And he goes, Okay, well have a good day. And again I looked around and I said, Okay, man, you have a good day too, dude. Like out of the fucking blue. And then here's the best part. <laughs> I'm walking back to my van, and the uh, the old crackhead dude goes, hey, man, hey, hey. Or it wasn't the same one. Was it one beside or what? I don't know. There was a group of guys outside of the door. But this crackhead goes, hey, man, I see you work for the beer company. Do you have any beer in your van? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. 
he was like, well, do you know where I can get any? And once, once again, I looked around, like, I don't even know how to, like, I can't describe the way I looked around, but I, like, incoherently looked around. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Incoherently looked around, and I was like, sir, you're, 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 you're standing in a stumble because I was so dumbfounded. I was like, sir, you're standing outside of a literal convenience store. And he was like, oh, man, they sell beer in there? And I'm like, at that point, I was kind of like, I was enjoying this conversation. So I was like, dude, have you never been inside? He said, no, nah, man, I've been coming here for years. They won't let me inside. I'm like, well, why won't, why won't they let you inside? He dead ass says, because I smoke crack outside and they don't want it inside. And I'm like, oh, so you just... I looked at the, I walked up closer to him and I was like, so bro, you just, I was casual. I was like, bro, you just smoke crack out here? He was like, yeah, why? And I'm like, not a fucking thing, dude. <laughs> Nothing, bro. Because, you know, I'll, whenever I show up sometimes, you know, there'll be, you know, pot flowing through the air and people outside smoking and whatnot, whatever, none of my business. I don't judge. But this dude literally said he smokes crack outside of the store. Who does that? So, I'm not. I wish I was lying. But the, the, the crazy thing about it is, is I called the salesman I've been running with, uh, and he was like, "Yeah, man." Whenever I told him the story, he's like, "Yeah, man, that's normal." And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here? Where are the police?" And he was like, "Oh, police just don't care anymore." He said, "Uh, he said one time he reported the crack smoking to the policeman and." All this this group of crackheads saw the police car coming down from the uh down the street because it's on like a main road in the ghetto, and they saw this dude. They saw this cop like a quarter to half a mile away, and they all literally just ran behind the store, jumped a, like a brick fit, not a brick fence, like a brick wall that had a hole in it. They jumped over that, and then they just kept going like it was nothing. The cop came up, talked to him, talked to my uh, coworker. And my coworker at that point had gone inside to tell the manager or whoever that he called the cops. And the manager was like, I ah, shouldn't have done that. And the guy was like, uh, I mean, my coworker was like, well, why shouldn't I have done that? That's why wouldn't you? He said, man, that's running off my business. So I don't I don't do it. And then the fucking manager said, hey, bro, if that happens again, just mind your business. Don't call the cops because that's my business and you're hurting my business. And you don't want to hurt my business because then my business will hurt your business. And my coworker was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let them smoke crack outside. So, moral of the story, don't smoke fucking crack outside of gas stations. Or, you know what? Do. Do whatever floats your goat. I don't care. Be merry. Smoke crack, I guess. Shit. And as you can tell, I'm exhausted. God damn, it's already been eight minutes. It's crazy. I've literally just been rambling to myself. Um... As always, we appreciate, we love, we thank you, and this is coming to an end. My segment, that is, because I just am, I'm rolling. I don't know what else to talk about. So anyways, here's Wonderwall. Today is going to be a book. My man's Kenny Scott Guffey. How long has it been? It's been a while, I feel like. I mean... (laughs) Physically talking's been a while. I mean, we text, but yeah, it's been a minute, you know? Yeah, I know, man. I know. What's going on? Tell me about your show you're doing. Um, well, so it's called Justice on Trial. It's um, an off-Broadway production, and we it's been a pretty quick process. I was cast in this role. It's a leading role. Um, I want to say it was towards the end of August, and then by the end of September, we were already doing our first show in Chicago, and I just got back from um, the Jacksonville, Florida area last night, Um, so we did a show there, and then we're planning on doing a big one in Louisville, December 3rd. Um, And as far as what the play's about, it goes into some really, really deep stuff and has a, a sort of a much needed conversation and, and narrative on, on some important issues. It's about reparations 
and African Americans suing for reparations, um, basically for all of the generations and years and years of wrongdoing and slavery and the fact that so much of this nation was built on the backs of, of individuals who free labored. Um, and it's it's a really really inter- it's it's very simple yet it's it's done in such a way where it's a very creative approach to it um it's basically a a jury trial and the first act is the basically the court case itself and then the second act is the deliberation between the different juror members on the topic and the novel idea to it um because I'm not sure if a lot of people are familiar, but in 2019, a reparations act was actually passed in the United States. Um, and I'm not made fully aware of all the different details and intricacies of it. But basically, yes, they're making it legal now for pretty much any party to to pursue reparations, however they kind of see fit. Um, so what, what's cool about the, the actual court case, though, is they bring back um, witnesses to give testimonies from the past. So Harriet Tubman, Emmett Till, Medgar Evers, like all these different interesting historical figures come back and testify in a court. That is um, awesome. That is yeah, really right? awesome. Like that just totally gave me cold chills when you said that. <laughs> you know, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> that is awesome. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it was- so my character, I I play, I guess you could say the villain. Um, I am playing the attorney representing the United States Department of Justice. Um, so talk about a very challenging role in so many aspects. Um, and it's, it's been a real challenge for me in, in my career and, and so far, so far, I really feel like I've, I've given it my all and based on audience reactions and audience interactions throughout the show and then even people's um, sort of feedback following the show um, has just been incredible. It's, it's given me this like pat on the back and saying like I took on this, this very courageous role and um, I've, I've been given it my all. And the and like I said, the reactions that I'm getting are really making me understand why it is that, you know, I, I love this career and this art so much because you have such a unique opportunity to touch people's lives in so many ways and make them feel so many different things. Right. Um, so, yeah, that that's pretty much what my life has been um, as of late. Um, I did also shoot a commercial, national commercial for Kia um in august as well so i no september so i uh traveled to salt lake city utah for the first time and um it's been a fun couple months that's for sure are those available yet the uh the kia commercial is it available yeah and 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 the one kind of disappointing thing that i found out is is it has aired but it's only aired in spanish and it only it didn't air on nearly as many networks and stuff as Mm -hmm. as cheerios did um, but it's it's still super cool. There are some like really unique shots and stuff like that. Um, but as far as like I, it was the first product where I was like, when I saw the final product, I knew all the different cool stuff that we shot. Like we got this underwater cinematographer that bought all this really cool equipment and stuff to get some cool shots. Right. And in the final product, like none of them were used. Um, so yes, like I was, I was so hyped to see the commercial and all the different, you know, renditions of it, all the different versions of it. And, um, yeah, the final, the final product, at least, at least to me was just kind of, um, kind of so, so, but still a, a wonderfully, wonderfully cool and wicked experience regardless. So. Oh yeah. You know, you can always, you personally can always take something not negative, but you can always find the positive in it. And I love that. I love that about you. Oh, thanks Kenny. Yeah, man. I mean, you you got to, like, if you're going to survive for any length of time in this career, um, you have to really, really change your whole frame of mind with regards to, um, the arts and, and kind of, as I've stated before with you guys, just like having a very dynamic, um, 
opinion and view of what success means to you individually like like that has to be dynamic and if it's not and success is just one particular thing then man this 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 pursuit of this career is just going to blow up in your face um I agree. I totally agree. And I cannot wait. I hope I'm able to see you in the production in Louisville um, because it's the third. But now we do have something we have to do on the sixth, which I know is like several days away. But I'm hoping, you know, that we can still see you in the play. I'll I'll let you know what it is over text. But um, but I'm hoping I can see because I would love to see you play a villain. I think that would be really exciting and fun to see, see you play in the bad guy. Yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of intricacies that that I, I really brought to the character, and this was the first script that I was kind of given where I I really put my own spin on the character too. Because at first, when I was reading it, there were a lot of elements of the the, the my, my my character's argument as a lawyer that I just. I didn't think we're were strong enough. So I actually took the time to go and research some of the laws and stuff and become more familiar with certain intricacies about how the case was organized and argued. Um, And I was actually able to kind of refine um, the argument and some of my closing statement um, in a way that that not necessarily completely veered from the script, but added something to it to where hopefully there's a little more – a little more drama um, with with it, and and a little more like of the audience kind of going, huh? You know right. what? He, he does have a little bit more of a, of a case here that really kind of makes you think, and leads into the deliberation, thinking maybe this isn't such a, a clear and cut case as one may think. Yeah, and because um, the thing with a with playing, you know, not necessarily a villain, because nobody in real life thinks of themselves as a villain, right? They think they're doing yeah. the right thing, right? They they're in their head, in in their intentions, they're justified in what they do, and so I mean, you have to add that human element too, and I, you know, so I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be great. I'm I'm sure that you've had really positive response to it, right? Oh, exactly. Um, we did manage to sell out Chicago. We had, um, I think they were hoping to sell about 600 tickets and they sold over, I think almost 900. Um, Jacksonville was a very interesting turnout. The venue turned out to be a little bit smaller than we thought. So it was a bit more intimate. So it was, it was kind of cool because it was a show where the stakes weren't necessarily as high and it was a little bit more time for us cast to spend some more time together too so it was a really cool kind of like true second attempt at really getting down what we want to and developing those intricacies and louisville they are i think this the theater seats 1800 and they're looking to sell about 1500 seats jeez that's yeah, that's awesome. So. That is really awesome. You know, I haven't been to Louisville in uh, 2006. So what is that? It's oh. a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> what, 15 years? Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute. We went to see a concert. Uh, I was like uh-huh. uh, a senior in high school. And <laughs> we went to see a concert. And that's uh, and it was in a bar. I remember that. We had to have like bracelets <laughs> to show that we were underage, you know, so we couldn't drink. And, you know, but yeah. So, you know, I, if I can get up there, I'm really excited to see it. And yeah. it was really good to hear your voice again on the show. You know, it sure was. I've missed all you guys. I've missed all you guys. And um, yeah, for for anybody that happens to be in or around the Louisville area or Louisville, as some may say, um, December 3rd is the show date. And um, it's, I think, going to be going to be in the evening. So I believe it's a Friday. And um, yeah, the show itself is called Justice on Trial, so feel free to um, Google the show or the director. His name is um, Chad Lawson Cooper, and he does a lot of really good stuff with the church and a very inspirational man. Um, and then feel free to reach out to me directly, too, on any of my uh, social media, and I'd be more than happy to communicate with you guys on more about the show or how to get some tickets if you guys would like. So That's awesome and super nice of you, as always. Before we go, though, have you seen the movie Elizabethtown? Um, is is that the one with um? Is that that um romantic 
comedy movie with Orlando Bloom? Yes, it is. And the reason I mentioned it was because it was uh, what you were saying about Louisville. The um, there's that scene where uh, Kirsten Dunst is schooling Orlando Bloom on the on the correct pronunciation. He says Louisville, and she says it's Louisville. He's like. Louisville. She's like Louis Louisville. You know, I love that. I love that scene because you know it's it, it's true. People that you know, like they have a specific way they say it, but you know the one that's you know to me there you know there's no incorrect pronunciation except for those right. people who call it Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> the well, S hey, is hey, silent. I, I, am, <laughs> I, I am raising my right hand. Right now, Kenny Guffey, and I promise you, I promise all of you listeners that I will never, ever pronounce the city of Louisville or Louisville, Louisville. I promise you guys. Hello there, Scott. Um, this is Trevor Sewer. I uh, had heard that... Um, you have no original ideas of your own, so you have decided to um, dress up for Halloween this year uh, as the same thing that I'm dressing up as for Halloween, uh, which is uh, a ghost. Put a sheet over your head and you put two holes for your eyes. But not only that, you're wearing a crown over your head. To be King Ghost. Like me. Well, I got sad news for you. There's only one King Ghost. It is not you. You're sorely mistaken. It is most definitely not you. I know you're in Alabama. And I'm in California. And no one's gonna know. But I'll know. And uh, if you do this. If you, if, you, if you plunge this dagger into my heart. There will be a price. And I'm not talking about me. I'm not the kind of guy that gets revenge. It's not, I'm not about that. I'm talking about you're going to have to face this with God one day. And it might be before you die. It might be after you die. I don't know. But I, I'd love to see it. On behalf of Beam Me Up, please visit AntonYelchinFoundation.org. Thank you.